I started writing songs and performing when I was about 28. Um, uh-huh. and I'm 40 now. Um, I front a band called Gumshoe. Gumshoe, yeah. Um, kind of uh, Tom Waitsy, maybe minor that, key. I was gonna compare you to Tom Waits. You have that, nice. but it's like a dreamier, driftier uh, cadence uh, or something. Yeah, but you definitely feel that that Tom Waits uh, sparkle or disharmony, or, and and the poetry is Tom Waitsy. Thanks. The, yeah, the next record that comes out, mm-hmm. um, which is coming out, starting to come out any day now, um, is called The Governor's Brother, and it's got a lot mm-hmm. more of, like, the Mark Rabot-style guitar, uh, like, the kind of jagged lines, like, I, for, for, I've recorded two records at once, and so I have two in the can, and they both feature a guitar player uh, named Jamie Coulter, mm-hmm. who has since moved to, uh, Colorado. Oh, but yeah, it's a bummer. But yeah, (laughs) well, he said, um, I was like, "Ah, you can't do that. His wife calls us musical soulmates, (laughs) and uh, I was like, you can't do that. And he said, I'm moving there to have my mom and my sister help raise my daughter. And I was like, you Uh, win. Yeah, you're right. Okay, there's no way you argue that. but anyway, uh, so yeah, it really kind of accentuated that um, mm, discordant, uh, jagged line mm-hmm. uh, that, counterpoint, at least. That guitarist that you mentioned, what's his name again? Jamie Coulter. Is he? Did he play on uh, uh, Swordfish Trombone or? Oh, Mike uh, Mark Rabot. He was on um, Rain Dogs. Rain Dogs. And like, um, I think a couple of other things from that era. Uh, they actually he, they actually put out a song together like today. I just saw that on Facebook. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, cool. So your guitarist recorded with you for this latest one, Governor's mm-hmm. the brother. Governor's brother. Yeah. And then he left he moved out. to Cal- uh, to Colorado a little while ago. It, uh-huh. These have been kind of slow in coming out. I uh, took a while to finish them, and then like a while to find somebody to help me publicize it because I. Like I'm terrible at that side oh, of things generally. That's, yeah, that's the thing that's that no no artist is really good at. Like I realize I can do it with my podcast if I get a little traction, but it's uh, it's only because now it's kind of fun for me, you know, like yeah. to to just talk to talk to people, and the, and the focus is not on me, so I don't have to be worried about screwing up as much. That and like <laughs> that and like ego and all all yeah. the stuff that that entails and how people see you and whatnot. Like I really like uh, the the times when I have a chance to like uh, shout out other people or help them out or whatever. Not that that's ever been uh, like I've never heard a podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. but yeah, but it's it's it wor- it's like somehow works it works in your favor when you get a chance to shine a light on somebody else I think so, yeah um, I, I spit I, I, I liked I, I looked on your thing and, he, and the very beginning and you said uh, who has not been able to break through in oh um, <laughs> and I, I like that because you know I like there's a there's an honesty in that and and yeah I tried to be realistic without being too I don't know I don't even remember what I wrote without being too self-depreciating 
you yeah. know, hanging on to my self-respect, but also being honest about where well, that, I am in my career. That, well, that's where I am in my life. It's trying yeah. to figure, like, you know, I figured out that there's, like, a, a few years ago, I realized the full extent, or at least to whatever I can, the, the of my unearned confidence, or whatever they call mm-hmm. it, where you're, like, put into this position by your privilege or you know as, yeah. a, as a white male raised christian you mm-hmm. know uh check all the it, boxes etc et yeah. and and <laughs> and i was raised just yes just act like you belong or or act like you walk in like you own the place mm-hmm. you know um i i yeah and so like once i realized that it it became a a, a struggle within myself to figure out how to either be confident in myself but aware of my place and and uh, how people perceive me and and the amount of the floor that I should be seating you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. like I think that's that do you know like, I think I know what you mean it's uh you you don't want to falsely falsely claim more than you deserve or but you want to get out there and do your part I mean I guess yeah yeah like I think I think like not not that you shouldn't strive for more but just that you I know I have a guy in mind that's an extreme example of someone who expects acknowledgement and from from his work it doesn't appear to me that he's put the real effort in to you know yeah 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 well i just mean like you know we're we're like as uh traditionally mm-hmm. both white and male given mm-hmm. uh the the stage sort of we were no, born you, on the stage mm-hmm, you know and how exactly. how much how much of that to to seed because I, you know i read something that was like you realistically the most progressive thing that a, a white male artist can do is to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, and... <laughs> I don't think that's know, entirely... I know what you're trying to say. Well, yeah. well, I mean, the person was like, a, you know, and not publish at all, ever not seek yeah. to publish. And, and I was like, well, yes and no, because I, I still want to be my authentic self yeah. and, and express myself artistically, but, but you know, to be able I, to... Yeah, I think... You just have to. You have to be you. You have to be an artist. Your artist is going to be an artist, and you. Uh, I think t- to eagerly uh, uh, assist others that may not have a a beeline mm-hmm. into the club, like you're and, saying. And sometimes the way to assist it is to just step out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I see. I see what you're saying. I think, um, but every. I certainly struggle with getting my being bold enough to get my own ass out there as a human. It feels hard to yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah. certainly wouldn't wouldn't uh, want to, you know, put down a more talented person just because I somehow feel entitled to something. But I also feel like out of indecision and uh, paranoia or or what's the word fear fear. I had not put myself on stage in, in it seems like, almost 20 years. I was young and cocky in my 20s, and I did it then. It was easy. We were drinking, you know. But yeah. then I had a 
lack of confidence for about 20 years, and then I got, I was like, literally, you can't just make up stories. Why not to go? Yeah, and, yeah, know. it's a it's a struggle. Like the the personal aspect of it, and the the progressive political aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I I think there's same, like they're they're part of the same thing, and you mm-hmm. got to learn that balance. But yeah, I mean, like I I like that's a that's a good transition to the sort of the the one thing I felt like I really wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. that 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 fear, uh, like oh, oh, yeah. like. I, uh, not not acting artistically or personally because of fear, and the current political mm-hmm. climate kind of spurred me out of that. Like I am, I am, you know, I, I turned forty one in a week, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love. <laughs> I'm not dead. Yeah, <laughs> you made it. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, like the you know, I I I've actually seen your art just flipping around the internet randomly like I I, I collect art and I collect local uh-huh. art and, and one of the ways that I get my brain in the right space to write music is to just look at art for a long time online so like Etsy or uh, you know well, uh, modern art websites or, or just any number yeah. of things and I came across your paintings um, of bottles yes um, I like her thank you thank you thank you um, but but you know, I looked at all this, and I'd never been a drawer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the reason I hadn't been was out of fear that I wasn't good because I didn't—I mm-hmm. didn't have that natural thing or right, whatever. Right. I wasn't raised into <laughs> it, and so like. But when um, Trump got elected, I uh, or, or or whatever happened. Something happened. Uh, <laughs> whatever happened, and 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 I was like, I you know. I want to do the things that I've been afraid to do, and and I've been playing around with the idea of screenwriting for a while, and and oh, so I yeah, started yeah. it sincerely, and and I had never painted before, and and it's not like I was like I will do this mm-hmm. now. It was just like I'm going to put myself in a, a place where it's easier to do that. So I got some paints, and I bought some canvases from the uh, thrift store. Uh-huh. Uh, I bought some paints from this. Dirty uh, shop. Okay. Um, and uh, AA artist shop. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then it just started happening, and and I've been pursuing that. Like, I mean, I also did things like I found artists, local artists that I like, and and was giving them like a certain amount each month or whatever mm-hmm. to, towards a painting, and then oh yeah, and then you know I subscribed to newspapers that I thought were doing good investigative journalism uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and 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 so I tried to take positive steps and not act out of fear I and like I, what you yeah what you're telling me yeah that's I think that's beautiful cause, I mean I, fortunately uh, my wife will get us uh, giving to something some cause or you know or su- subscribe and I feel like uh, part of that through her efforts and then I've, I've been like sharing different political stuff that I agree with like a thing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree with that, go out there, yeah. you know, and, uh, but, uh, after the election, I did, I felt, uh, like, a certain type of confidence and kicked out of me, and, uh, and fear, um, felt kind of, Stunted by fear, like yeah. I was, I had gotten a routine of making you know, the wacky little films, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do one of these every month because I 
you know, have all these ideas. And then I mean, that was a readjustment period because I was like, what? I don't, I'm not motivated to yeah. do this. It, but I did make a conscious effort that, yes, I will move. I'll get, I'll blow, blow it off and move in the right direction again. But yeah, it was a, I mean, it took, it was a it kick. took me a minute. And the, I mean, like, so the, and this wasn't a long time after the election. It was a few days after the mm-hmm. election. Okay. I went and I saw, I, there was a, a show of my friend's art somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like his art in general, but I had just never this series of it. I hadn't been, it hadn't moved me. And then mm-hmm. I was standing there in front of it, and it was the first thing I had found beautiful mm. since since oh. the the election. I started crying. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. But but I thought about that a lot. Like like this this expression of like sometimes I also have the thing of well, if I'm if I make art and nobody sees it, if I play music and practically nobody hears mm-hmm. it. You know, is it worth it that I'm dedicating my whole life to this? Because I'm dedicating my whole life to this. A few years back, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm an Mm -hmm. I am art, whatever, in whatever fashion." And and sometimes I'm like, "Is that is that the right thing for me to be doing?" Or 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 not even why bother? But is my are my resources uh, better allocated elsewhere? You know what I mean. Yeah, but but I don't I I think the answer is is a it does impact people mm-hmm. even if even if it's just I am a better me because of it and better mm-hmm. able to be receptive to other people and yeah. and and kind but I do think that there is value to art obviously yeah so. and I yeah and I definitely encourage it because you you're you are an artist you may have embraced music first but that element is in you and if you want to start doing visual art you're you're probably well equipped (laughs) and so i uh i yeah i'm 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 eager to see some of your stuff my recent one i i um accidentally essentially accidentally painted it on my own freezer (laughs) Ah, because i was i was um I was I had painted my kitchen and I was gonna paint the fridge a color and I slapped some colors mm-hmm. on the fridge to just <clears throat> kind of see and then I was like oh my god that looks like uh, Trump as a pig bowing oh before somebody and I was like I couldn't help it and I just painted it mm-hmm. and now I have uh, Trump as a pig on my own freezer and I it, something's got to give because right. I can't look at that every day every, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that's what I was gonna say that's that's got to bring you a certain amount of happiness. Or you can't. You're gonna have to cover it with something. Yeah, though. yeah. Maybe you could just put a little curtain with magnets over it when friends <laughs> come thought, over. If you want to show. Thought about, I thought about that. <laughs> um, my my guess is I'm just gonna paint over it, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I've got plenty of paintings. Yeah, you got photos probably of it. Yeah. So, but but going, I wanted to ask you, going back to your looking at your friend's painting, and it's it sounds to me. I mean, don't let me put words in your mouth, or correct me if I'm wrong. But you like. It's at that some point you were felt yourself allowed to appreciate art again and see something in yeah. this painting. Yeah, th- th- it's like you let something go or or you move the fear veil away <laughs> enough well, to have a fear, feeling or something. The fear veil like stays. <laughs> it stays yeah. and it, it it continues. Like I mean, the, I'm listening to the book, the Woodward mm-hmm. book, right? Oh now, my but, god! Okay, um, oh my god. It, it's called Fear. Yeah. But but um, like you know, like 
Yeah, it, it just it just showed me the importance of of beauty and and, and continuing in the direction of of uh, trying to make yeah. an impact artistically and and you know it took me a long it took me months after that to get out of my personal I mean I was working throughout it mm-hmm. but not like I don't know to get out of that personal very very bad space into just a less bad place mm-hmm. uh, but but you know I'm I'm super uh, enthusiastic or impressed or or hopeful about the way things are going because I feel like it, you know this has galvanized a lot of people and a lot of progressive mm-hmm. people are running in our I mean our our county commission is pretty awesome now so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe what happened. Yeah. My God. I mean, hope you know. Hopefully that that. There's some wood to knock on. Uh, um, well, we'll knock, we'll knock on. Something. Yeah. Um, I am for some reason I am suspi- uh, not suspicious, uh, superstitious about mm. about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully something happens nationally in the election. But yeah, I think like the veil or the dark cloud that's over us right now, it, it could very well be dispersing, you know, I think it's it's not less painful, I don't, certainly don't take any joy in the downfall of our president, but I'm going to be relieved, I'm going to have a, that's about damn time feeling, you know what I mean? I will take joy. I, well, I, I like, feel joyful, but it's not like I don't. I'm not like I'm not reveling in in his suffering. I'm just pissed and embarrassed that our country did this. I think yeah. is what I saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like for for me, like I I'm I'm worried about the country as a you know as a result of his suffering <laughs> because I think he becomes more dangerous the more he suffers and mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, as, yeah. as an individual who is clearly mentally ill mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't take joy in him suffering but in his suffering <laughs> there's the core of the failure of his agenda and and the agenda not not even of him because yeah. he is just for him he doesn't it doesn't matter yeah to him uh, it's it's the s- sick people behind him mm-hmm. who him feel up. feel yeah. that they need to succeed at the expense of others the, mm-hmm. the yeah like he he doesn't care about the suffering of others and then there's others that prop him up that yeah. feel like it's to their political advantage to keep him in place until they get, I don't yeah. know, whatever. I'm not sure what they're thinking, but it's... Uh, smash and grab. Yeah. You know, and... It is. And it's stealing. It probably boils down to simple stealing. And, and, <laughs> and just, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, what, what could it be that make, may, would make you be uh i mean it's impossible to understand what anybody else is Mm -hmm. essentially in the in in any sense but like like betsy devos be Mm -hmm. born a billionaire and Mm -hmm. be like i'm going to take money from children and Mm -hmm. schooling from children and 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 that's what is that yeah why what 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 sickness of spirit (laughs) causes that and that is that is a good question i wanted to like lay it out in a, a certain way like uh you can Oh, you can still steal and make extra money for your friends. You can still um, limit the 
access to power that the poor have. You can still get really rich and push a and and make your awful agenda succeed. However, put a happy. F- I mean, I'm I don't. I don't right, recommend right, any right. politician actually do it this way, <laughs> but but at least put a happy face on it so that you're not so that the so that your constituents are not constantly in fear. You yeah. know what I tell them that be nice to everybody. Say the things presidents say, like I want to be the president for everybody, and do and do a couple things. Throw a bone, well, they, a little a, a tangible bone to the poor and the common people, and then they don't have to feel like, at least they won't feel like they're well, suffering and, they're and you know, you, that's how that's, I mean, I think that's what this yes, we think sh- she's doing. <laughs> I think this that, yeah, um, I think that's what this, this you know, last whatever 50, 70 years of American imperialism is, is, that's is, what is, is uh, figuring out that if you lie well enough <clears throat> and you provide just enough, then you can continue mm-hmm. uh, exploiting without revolution. Right. You know, right. and, and and Trump didn't, now they're didn't just get it. Now, well, <laughs> and and the rest of them have realized that it doesn't. They can hold power without pretense uh, mm-hmm. to to a lot of us, or at yeah. least their pretense is naked to a mm-hmm. lot of us. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because of a lot of things, mm-hmm. but. Eh, No, it's it's like some of the promises that he's, some of the things he said he was going to do, I didn't want him to do, so I'm angry when he's actually doing it. I thought that was a lie to get elected. And then some of the things he said he wasn't going to do, he, you know, did. And, oh, I don't know. I can't guess it. That's a hard conversation. Yeah, yeah. My head goes everywhere with that. Yeah, it it has a lot of branches. But (laughs) I think there are a lot of progressive candidates and there are a lot of... Women that are are both running for office and organizing campaigns and mm-hmm. and uh, movements that, that that you know I I think we're at a very unique place in history, especially with the decentralization of communication by mm-hmm. by social media and stuff like yeah. that. That that a lot of viewpoints are being heard and and anyway like overall i feel like the trajectory even with this horror that's out there mm-hmm. is is good yeah you know i mean yeah like that like that was the kick in the ass it's um somebody put it this way on the maybe it was pod save america it was the kick in the ass that good people needed to go out and run for office and you know yeah and uh cuz the south Appears, I mean, appears to be changing. Certainly, Athens changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if a little bit, <laughs> uh, there there is the part of me that the the fact that it's even a question when people are are kidnapping children, right. locking them that's in outrageous. cages, and they all, right. yeah, yeah, like there there's a part of me that's like, how? Like, okay, is there going to be ninety nine percent turnout at the mid? Uh, midterms, or or is it going to be a hundred percent turnout? Right, you know, right. like like because there's no mm-hmm. mi- <laughs> there's no middle ground. I think <laughs> you know? for I think for sensible people, that's the feeling. It's like, no, we don't need to talk about this. Well, let's let's wait and see how it turns out. No, we don't you know, wait and see how that turns out. Stop it now. Just end it. 
You know? you're, you're either for <laughs> kidnapping children of color and putting them in cages, or right. you're not. Exactly, exactly. We just don't... Well, oh, well. we don't... <laughs> we are aspiring to not do that type of thing in our country anymore, you know. Yeah. We, I mean, we've I, never been perfect, but there's a... You know, there's so there's room to grow. You know, yeah. we've been better. <laughs> I, I I think we we're we're both the bad guy and the potentially good guy, and and I yeah. think we've been both in history. Mm-hmm. But you know, over the last seventy years, definitely mm-hmm. we've been the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, we right. It's not not pretty. Well, what's, I didn't mean to get that political, but no, that's okay. You can you. I want you to. I want you to tell them, talk about your <laughs> what's on your mind because uh, I, I wanted to just mention at least one of your songs or two. I two that stick in my mind right now. Three really, I guess. With Noah, I love that song. I probably heard it for the third time when I was driving over here. Nice, thanks. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's kind of it's kind of expansive. It's like it, well, obviously there's a lot of imagery, and it brings up religion and science and very palatable ways in the same song and and then the, and there's a there's a mystery and then there's a I don't know a talking animal story you know, I yeah I like I I like to think that that uh, you know my writing by the way everybody isn't uh, overtly political except on the Christmas song about Trump yeah, the, yeah exactly <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, other than that I like to think that that there's a I don't know something mystic in my writing in that in that I'm I'm I rarely go in trying to write about a specific thing and mm-hmm. and something will just spark a thought and and I've gotten a lot better at just letting myself go from there like just, just I just write a ton mm-hmm. and then I edit it but yeah. but I try to let it uh, free associate to a certain yeah. degree and you know that's so I'm just now. That's just clicked in my head. It's like just let it happen. Don't think about whether what you're about to write is going to be good enough. That's what held me back for so long. You know, it's it. But but it, you you go place. You go. You seem you go deep. Like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It feels de- It feels like I think feel like there's an over. There's a sense of humor to almost everything. But there's also a deep and a deep imagination. I guess like you you're looking. Several <clears throat> steps ahead. I, that's I guess the kind of the Tom Waitsy thing that like, like the Knots for Eyes song. Thanks. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Some, sometimes I'm writing and I don't even know what I'm writing about until uh-huh. after I'm done. Oh, like that okay. song I think about sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like I was literally out in nature and I was, I knew I was writing about this person I mm-hmm. just started dating oh, okay. in a slight way, uh-huh. but I was writing about nature and and. Uh, uh, you know, man's place in it, and and how uh-huh. it relate, like how it relates, and how we relate, and uh, yeah. Uh, but I didn't think about any of that. Mm-hmm. It just it just yeah. came out, and and uh, yeah, I, I do try to keep a sense of humor in there because, like, I mean, my favorite stuff is funny. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's dark and funny, and mm-hmm. you know, like, I, not that um, not that I ever want to be like anybody mm-hmm. but but you know I'm hugely heavily influenced by Dylan and and, yeah. and you know I mean I, I think some people 
I think a lot of people realize how funny he is, but I think some people just mm-hmm. completely miss mm-hmm. that a song delivered in a non-humorous way can be hilarious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 i don't <laughs> like mm-hmm. like that to me is like it, it cracks me up and mm-hmm. so and tom waits is funny mm-hmm. and and um and so i i do like try try to keep that playfulness and that that um you know the world is weird and funny mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's strange exactly. and, and, <laughs> and if you're true. paying attention you know uh <laughs> things will uh, things will present themselves to you that are hilarious yeah yeah i was um, yeah go ahead uh, well i was gonna say but but you know there's the other side of me that yeah, i raised catholic and dark and oh. and guilt and and religious and like I you know I try to get away from the guilt, but mm-hmm. still that con- uh, contemplation and like I have studied uh, Zen Buddhism mm, a lot yeah. and, and like uh, just that that learning to be still and seeing how how things can kind of <laughs> I sound more more hippieish, but like they can kind of glow, mm. you know, and and like be. Uh, you know uh, themselves so fully that that it's mind blowing mm-hmm. and 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 uh, so I try to put that in there too. That's but. yeah. That like sounds like a, it's like an awareness that n- not everyone knows that they're capable of. You know, I don't know. Uh, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about being raised Catholic and then maybe uh, sure. what your first impression of or how you ended up getting into Buddhism? Because I think I know from a Facebook back and forth that you've actually been to Plum Village. Oh, no, I haven't been to Plum no. Village. Oh. I've been to his monastery, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, the yeah. Vietnamese uh, Buddhist monk. I've been to his monastery in Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. When, when he was there for oh, a retreat okay. one time. Um, and then I've been back there other times, and I've been up to the place I've spent more time but feel slightly less fully connected to than I do Thich Nhat Hanh's thing is, is uh, Zen Mountain Monastery in New York, and they're real hardcore. They are not really? messing around. They're <laughs> like, you know, if you're there, you're a monk, basically, oh, while you're there. And, and then when you're not, you're... Well... They do have weekend retreats uh-huh. that are like that can be like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you get up at six a.m. instead of getting up at three forty-five, you oh, know, okay. which is not is not my nature at all. I stay up till six a.m. That's just uh-huh. the way I've always uh-huh. been. Wow. But but if you're gonna stay there for like a month or more or uh, whatever, it's like you you live the life of the month. You do oh. everything that they do, and it is they are not messing around. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, that. I'm more of a lay on the bed and read a book about it, Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, when I went to Thich Nhat Hanh's place, uh, it was a larger retreat, and it uh-huh. was like, or the first time it was a larger retreat, and it was like, a, you know, very, it was Thich Nhat Hanh who is like the yeah. second most famous Buddhist there mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and so, of course, he brought a lot of people yeah, in. Yeah, pretty who, awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah who, who may not have been who maybe lay on the bed and read a book Buddhist mm-hmm. or may have seen them on Oprah. Who knows? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and they were so gentle and non-judgmental of those people, even in the meditation hall, which, uh-huh. you know, my old place, if you like, if you messed around in the meditation hall, somebody was going to come up to you and ask you to leave. Okay. Like, just <laughs> that. And they, they weren't being mean. You're just... This isn't the place That's right now yeah, for yeah. you, <laughs> right, you right. know. And <laughs> but but Thich Nhat Hans was so 
so accepting and so gentle that I was like, whoa, people are like, you know, like stretched out on their meditation cushion and like, you know, writing something down that's not about what's happening or Uh whatever, you know, they're not paying attention. And I was like, holy crap, you Uh know, like, uh, but, but it eventually for me became like, I understood it, uh, this, this gentle kindness is, is the first thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it really like just being there with him and his monks and seeing, I mean, like, again, I sound like more of a hippie than I feel yeah. because I, you know, I, I believe in science right. all the way. I'm mm-hmm. a team science, mm-hmm. but, but <laughs> I, you just feel well, it radiating off of these people, yeah. and this stillness and this peace and this kindness. And, and it's just, it just, it's like, like a, being in a giant wave pool, yeah. you know, and, and. It was transformative mm-hmm. for sure. I I don't know. It's been a few years now. I don't know how much I've incorporated it and how much I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was think just uh, yesterday when I googled um, fear audiobook because uh-huh. of my preferences. Google first thing it showed me was the audiobook for Thich Nhat Hanh's book, Fear. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I'm a long ah. way from there right ah. now. Um, yeah, no, but... <laughs> you're looking for real fear. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. And, like, Catholicism, mm-hmm. it was weird. I was raised very... Were you raised Catholic? Uh, my father was, but I I went to church a little bit, and I was sincere about it. You know, I was like... I'd, Were you old enough to make your own choices at that point? or I think when I was old enough to make really make my own choices, I just decided not to go or to go maybe because my girlfriend was there. Yeah. But I got, I was just, this was Presbyterian church, so I was just disappointed in like, they weren't talking, they weren't, they were insulting the intelligence of the kids, you know, it's, I wanted, I will. I wanted to believe. I was into it, you know. Yeah. But I also just, uh, I just had common sense, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so I just couldn't do it their way. I mean, maybe somebody yeah. else could explain it to me better, and then I would, you know, I'll be on board. But, well, you know, like I think that's a pretty natural thing. Like I, so, I was, I went, so I went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and I was an altar boy. I was an altar boy for about six years after I decided I was an atheist, Ah, Um, which now I'm a non-theist. You know, I don't, maybe there's something. There's Mm -hmm. something because there is, there is, but whatever that something is, who knows? But, um, yeah. yeah, And, and, but I was, I was compelled to this by fear of my parents Uh and, and I just had strict parents who, you know, I never doubted that they loved me, but I doubted that they thought I was a good person, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so, isn't that, that the guilt that's put on you by Catholicism? Is yeah, it's it's heavy. Honest? It's heavy, man. It's like that thing that you're doing that's very natural for humans to mm-hmm. do. That you're bad because of that mm-hmm. that is bad, and mm-hmm. you will go to hell forever mm-hmm. and endure unending torment until mm-hmm. there until forever. Mm-hmm. I, 
because you masturbate masturbating. or something like that. Like yeah, God no, that's hates not, that's God not hates very nice. fucking. Yeah, yeah. The, the God, the God of this country, the God of the, this mm-hmm. uh, religion and country hates fucking. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like God it when people fuck. Told you to go forth and multiply, but don't. Only fuck when you multiply. Yeah, right. Like. Or, he so yeah. so like well you know did you watch that um, uh, Netflix thing Wild Wild Country? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. The thing that they did that scared people was they were all fucking each other, mm-hmm. and that terrified everybody mm-hmm. else. If they had just gone off to the woods and built this, mm-hmm. you know, solar powered farm mm-hmm. utopia. And weren't all fucking each other? I think everybody mm-hmm. would have been fine. Yeah, but but well, I, I watched it. I think there were other reasons just to feel peculiar about all of a sudden this how fast this community grew. Like, yeah, so ne- you know, sure, and I think sure. there might have been. I think there was. I'm inclined. I don't know. I feel like there might have been. Yeah, there was more to it. Than, yeah, than the I know. I know. I'm, I'm but I'm simplifying it. But yeah. that was. Such you could see it in those so uptight people, in the, yeah. and that was the thing that they hung their hats mm-hmm. on, and that was the thing. <laughs> like, I like you know, obviously there was there was a lot of the, you know, a lot of the fact. Uh, a good example of why organized religion invariably becomes corrupt in there, and a, and a and a yeah a, so a you lot get that of many on. people together and then you've got you've had to deal with the politics so if there mm-hmm. wasn't there's not a system in because they kind of became their own little yeah. country yeah. And, it, yeah and they they i don't know it is like kind of like when good people go bad but he might have been kicked out of his place in india because of something crooked right yeah 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 i i you know i don't i didn't mean in any sense that they were an idea they were yeah you yeah. know i just mean that that was something that, that you was could the point out and say <laughs> yeah Look what they're doing yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah. they were terrified yeah, of it. yeah. they were t- terrified mm-hmm. of that and people are like you know jeff yeah, sessions know. is terrified of people fucking yeah like you can just it's tell like yeah. Uh, oh yeah i mean but but the dope probably <laughs> because they then get it on yeah you know <laughs> like which i wish was the case because mm-hmm. i've smoked a lot of dope in my day i've smoked a lot more dope than i've had sex so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, yeah so they, they don't necessarily go together then uh, uh but but what were you saying you were saying like if it's indicative of like uh a bunch of people going to a place where there's not a system in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for instance, we have a our country has a constitution, and in theory, it's designed to so that we hold it together and know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and we'll we'll see how it works out in the next coming, you know, year or yeah, two. Yeah. But uh, it's supposed to be set up with checks and balances so no one gets too crazy with power. And it seems like uh, what's that one that one lady got a little nuts with power. Or control, and started oh, yeah, poisoning right, people right. or whatever. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know that's that's bad. Well, when you said you um, you went through about twenty years of lacking uh, confidence yeah. or something like that, what shook you out of it? Which I I think I had been uh, building in my I just never let go in my mind that I would 
eventually return to painting and eventually perform, you know. Oh, so you weren't perform like, were you writing? I was, no, I was just sort of, I, after, after art school, I moved to New York and, and the apartment was small and I painted a little bit, but then there was, I couldn't paint like I did before because I, I couldn't, I didn't downsize enough because there was no space and I ended up just working and then all of a sudden you're working and the only good thing about what you're doing is that it's kind of fascinating that you're in New York City <laughs> but I wasn't really making enough money yeah. I remember one day feeling just like crappy and depressed on the subway and then I had to shake my head well didn't you want to live in New York you know mm -hmm. and I was like Isn't when, this? when was that? this was from about 89 to 95 96 okay and I came here, and, I, and then I took trips back and forth because, I, foolishly, I didn't realize there were no jobs in Athens. <laughs> My brother tried to warn me, you know, yeah. but I, I was, I was like other people from the outside, I was charmed by it. Yeah. I was like, it's like a tiny little New York City. And mm -hmm. then, nah, nah, not exactly, because <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to go back to restaurant work because mm -hmm. I had already got a resume of museum installation. Oh, right, job, you know, right, so. Yeah. I have a friend that does that, like, uh, got to hang the uh, MoMA show, the uh, yeah? Van Gogh show at the MoMA. Cool. Like, I, wow. like to be able to spend wow. that much time, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, but I, well, you do get to be in awesome environments when you're doing that. Like, I worked at the Guggenheim a lot, so there's, it was just a great, yeah, thrilling place to be. But I also, I know this sounds weird, because of course I looked at the artwork, but you're, when, you're, when your job is to, like you know, measure the back or, you know, and get, you're not necessarily getting appreciative yeah. undo the crate. Well, anything you make a job. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's why, like, again, position of privilege, I, I, I am, I am able to choose to, like, at age 37, I chose to go into the service industry, like, to, mm -hmm. and I've always had jobs that allowed me to be creative, but this was specifically to, to, be able to to spend more time with music at the time mm -hmm. and now others but but like uh, people was like oh yeah well why don't you go into art therapy or why don't you teach mm -hmm. me and i was like i because i don't want to change my relationship to it at all i don't want to mm -hmm. change my relationship to like the muse or mm -hmm. whatever like mm -hmm. uh, how i how I relate to writing music and performing it and how I feel about it yeah. and how often I want to do it. I want to, I don't want to change any of that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't want to put money on any of that. And, and, you know, I'm very lucky that I like the fortunate privilege that I've been able to not have to do that and still devote a lot of my time to it. So. Yeah. I like, I like what you described. Like I've had a back before, I felt like I couldn't do anything because I didn't have money. Then later on, I felt like I can't do anything because I don't have time. Yeah. But I can't. I did. You know, have more money to work with now, and now I can do some things that maybe I wish I could do. You know, I could spend a hundred dollars on a microphone. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> and do you know and do stuff after after work and and uh, so this this trade off. When did you start back up making stuff <clears throat> when you got I, down here? In in Athens, I started. Yeah, I got. The, I started painting again, and uh, uh, and the, but it, it was a rough little period. Like, because I, I also, since I was having to spend long periods without work, I felt like I had to make money, and I was not computer savvy. 
uh-huh. at all at the time. I was like, I thought I'd miss the boat on computers, like, because for the longest time I didn't care. Yeah. You know, in, in our school in the 80s, they had a little computer room. I looked in once, and I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> and then <laughs> I never went back in. One yeah. well, friend of mine that was in, all into it, he's, like, very successful now and yeah. somewhere in L.A., I don't know. But wait, what was that with the question? But but so so I I painted in downtown Athens I played there was a secondhand clothing store and it's that let me set up with an easel out in front mm-hmm. where Flickr is now. Oh, okay. And next door was a skate shop that, that like a lot of teenage skater kids were make a lot of noise playing foosball or whatever and and drive the secondhand store people crazy. And I would sit out front, and the tattoo guy would walk back and forth to the bar mm-hmm. from from Pain and Wonder. I, uh, like, and, and that was in 1996. <laughs> then later on, I painted some outdoor scenes in front of the... They, I had to rent from the city in front of the courthouse, because that was the only one that was open. So, then, so, I, so I started back that way, so it was more militant and sales... Not militant, but, you know resolutely trying to do something that what will people yeah. buy and yeah. how I get myself in public and uh, <clears throat> then then later and so and then then I was off then I understood paint it make it small don't try yeah. to make something big that you yeah. can't even store and nobody's going to buy from you anyway and you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you um cuz like I like I I I Remember when we played a show together, like yeah. four years ago? Four maybe? or five, yeah. At had, the like, bar. Yeah. yeah. Are you, like, ha, are you still performing? I yeah. See, I don't perform as much. I host open mic at Hendershot, so I get to perform a couple songs at the beginning. Okay. And that, yeah. So that might be getting. So then my energy for getting out and doing another show or even seeing people's shows is is diminished because I got to go to work and I don't you yeah. know but did you I wish I were performing more I'm kind of rusty but about the time you met me I, it was a big deal for me to have been getting out and participating in open mics well there's there's a thing that where it's like you can kind of tell when people are both raw like performance wise mm-hmm. but also raw like they they Performing a ton hasn't taken that, uh, uh, like, nervousness and edge and, and life and death feeling about being up there hasn't taken it off. Uh, uh-huh. And 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 I could tell that about, or, I, like, uh-huh. I felt like I could see uh-huh. that about you. And I was, I was, uh, I liked that. Um, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I, I, I felt, it's, yeah, I don't know. I have all the feelings, though. I, I, I was <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I was particularly motivated at the time and and uh, I don't yeah I haven't certainly haven't done it enough to feel jaded yeah from it, you I know? don't I don't feel jaded I just don't feel nervous like mm-hmm. I think I would feel nervous if like Dylan or Tom Waits was, was in the, the audience yeah, yeah and I would feel nervous if maybe there was a whole stadium mm-hmm. or something but mm-hmm. other than that mm-hmm. like I, I doesn't even occur to me to be nervous anymore uh-huh. and and uh, I like I kind of miss it, and there's part of it that's like I want to have there to be more of that. Like this is life or death, whether oh. I get my point across uh-huh. to you right now or not. Yeah. Like I, 
there's like I sometimes I'm like I wish I could get that back because mm-hmm. like I would lose things where I'm at because I get to places that I wouldn't be able to get to if I was nervous I think mm-hmm. you know yeah, like yeah. A, a natural place where I f- I'm not worried about anybody like I'm aware of the people watching mm-hmm. me or whatever and they're a part of it and their reaction is part of it but I'm not like it's not keeping me from going to the deep place or yeah. you know uh, if that makes any sense, I think I know. I know what you mean. You're not a. Maybe I don't know. You, you're not. You're like. Are you saying you're not edgy or as, as alert as you might like to be? But you enjoy the f- that your mind doesn't seize up from. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's not quite. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm alert because the t- couple of folks that I've played with have really taught me to. To listen, uh-huh. like I think, I think Jamie, that guitar player, uh-huh. uh, is is a genius, and mm-hmm. and he was like, man, the one thing I will admit to doing well, which is ridiculous because he's amazing, but uh-huh. is listening. Uh-huh. And I was like, he really does. He really is like reacting to what I'm doing so keenly, yeah. and, and to what the drummer is doing, and then also the drummer that I I work with have been working with for the last five years john norris he he's he's like that like he uh, he's been playing for forever with all sorts of different i think i recognize him does he work at uga i saw in a video no did he He, used to work at uga i don't know he's all he is is a drummer now (laughs) Ah, (laughs) like well there um, was a guy that was a bald guy that was in an earlier video from 2014 oh yeah 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 uh aaron Ah. Um, yeah, he might work at UGA now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he okay. works now. Um, we we haven't kept in touch as much as probably. Okay. I'd like to, but um, yeah, John. Like John when Norris. when I I've heard, heard him name. play heard in uh, the first time he was playing behind this band that maybe isn't my thing as much. They're oh, they're they're good. I know him. Oh yeah. Who yeah. he plays with Killick and all them. Uh, uh, Killick is, is my thing. Like yeah, I, I know I've John heard knows. him with that and loved him. Pretty with sure that. I know John. Yeah, I'm sure. He play with uh, he plays guitar with the Gypsy Wildcats, and he plays the female singer that's Kate Morrissey. Kate Morrissey. Yeah, he plays with her. Like um, first time I heard him, he was playing with a a little softer band, and he was playing so sensitively mm-hmm. that like usually you don't like I guess your or or for me my attention isn't mm-hmm. necessarily drawn to the quiet drummer but mm-hmm. he's so good at being the quiet drummer uh-huh. that I was like oh my god this guy's uh-huh. great and then I heard him with Killick you uh-huh. know who's like experimental stringed instrument f- completely free jazz made up on the moment uh-huh. uh, I mean jazz isn't the right word but free improvisational music um, and he's so, so sensitive to what's happening there and also can be loud as hell mm-hmm. and everything and, and so those two people have taught me to be Attentive and and alert like that. Yeah. Alert isn't the problem. It's it's the um, the the thing that I sometimes feel like I'm missing by not being fresh anymore uh-huh. is is uh-huh. that edginess that yeah. that like I'm on the on the emotional precipice, mm-hmm. you know. And and that that show I played with you was I fucked up worse than I'd ever <laughs> fucked up. Like and. and I was like, oh, that was it? Okay. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> and, and, you know, I woke up the next day, and I was still the same person, mm-hmm. and, you know, my 
family still loved me and <laughs> right you weren't destroyed and, and yeah. I was like oh it, this yeah. is and mm-hmm. and then uh, and then right around the same time I played this terrible show where I was just playing rhythm guitar with a group of folks that was like mm-hmm. a temporary band that just it just didn't come together yeah. and and it was just it was the like it was so bad I, yeah. I, I like I filled in for somebody essentially semi last minute and in the middle of it, um, the person who was playing bass, who oddly enough had played bass on um, this record that my brother used to have a CD long box on his wall of when I was a kid. What is that? Um, do you remember the long boxes for the CDs? The, so there would be the CD, and they would come in like so they couldn't be shoplifted. Yeah, like a giant, and and, and yeah. it would be the whole, and it would be a larger thing for art, I guess. You know. Okay. And um, and he decorated his walls with all these CD long boxes, oh, okay. and he, you know, my brother uh, Al Dixon, who lives in town, is a huge influence on me. And I, I anyway, like. So he had this uh, long box of Guadalcanal Diary, a local band, Mm -hmm. up on his wall. And uh, so I listened to it, and I liked it, and I just... It's just a thing I remember from being a kid. And the bassist from Guadalcanal Diary was in this temporary band Mm -hmm. with me. And in the middle of the set, she kind of calls me over, and we're playing. Middle of the song, she puts her head against mine, and she goes, Look at it this way. You're never going to play a worse show than this. <laughs> and I was like, you damn right. I'm never going to play a worse. And it was, in a way, it was like this freeing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, Leah, just let it be, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what you were sensing in me is that I was kind of feeling fresh, that I was getting out and playing. Because mm-hmm. I played with friends in my 20s, and I liked, I liked, but then playing in bands, it hurts breaking up the band hurts too bad so we <laughs> I was in two trio bands in in Sarasota Florida where I went to art school and then break break even though we didn't appear to take it ourselves too seriously it was your heart's in it yeah it was like I felt yeah I was yeah exactly so I was like oh that hurts I don't like it was like yeah I don't ever want to get try again because I don't want to break up so but I do remember feeling in coordination with the other members, you know, like, yeah. and f- f- feeling like we're doing something together, like, you know, that I... I, I hear the knights riding out into the, you know, whatever yeah, together. Yeah, like, and yeah. You, right, I felt like that was, yeah, so that, I don't know, I kind of know what you're talking about, it's like we, we had something that we understood each other, but I guess, you know, I, I know my drummer listened and my bass player was good, and I, I was... Probably not the best player, but I moved forward with distortion and and uh, <laughs> charisma, you know. And I knew that I could. I think I was staying in time, so that was like half of it, you know. For me, I've been lucky. I think in that, like, I, I think I've gotten better as a as a musician and as a singer. But I think I've been uh, lucky in that my songs, my lyrics, or whatever. Mm-hmm. was interesting enough to engage musicians who were much better than me. Uh-huh. It was like a playing basketball against my brothers as a mm-hmm. kid. They it, playing against people who were so much better than me made me better and ju- mm-hmm. and and like playing with these people, yeah. you know, it's like uh, if somebody is is both good and patient mm-hmm. or, or not patient, yeah. you know, if you're like holy shit, I got to get up there. Yeah, um but yeah. uh, but 
but a lot of the people I have played with have been both very good and patient with mm-hmm. me and, and willing to, to teach me the simple things that, that people who are musicians their whole lives mm-hmm. would understand. Because, you know, like I came to art at 40, I came to songwriting at 28. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. like I, oh, oh. and 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 guitar, and you know, I played a little when I was a kid, but I didn't learn anything. Like, I had lessons, but we just dicked off. Um, okay. And like, I didn't know how to put together a song. So you out sort of chords started, and, and like, yeah, I didn't cor- I, focusing on it at about twenty eight. Yeah, when I was in my mid twenties, I started making experimental electronic music, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to. At some point, I was like, I want to play the guitar and chop up the guitar and mm-hmm. make all this weird stuff oh, out yeah, of it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, I don't know how to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started playing it, and then I got hooked. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is more immediate. This mm-hmm. is, you know. Um, yeah, 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 I like that. So so I then I started to play music, and I later on, when I finally was, like, got over all my fear, you know, doesn't matter if you're no good, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I want it to be good. I want, it, but it, when I got over my fears and just said, let's see what happens if I go live. And, and so, so enjoying and appreciating people that were better and appreciating people that were worse or different degrees mm-hmm. was the best thing. Just the fact that I was involved yeah. made me feel good. So yeah. are you like, are you still writing stuff? i yeah, I've written some, but not, but I've, it's been a while, it's been a year or two since I've written a new song, so I feel kind of um, embarrassed about that, because I, I think I've gotten this routine of hosting open mic every Monday, and so I get my little, a little bit of time in front of an audience, and I'll do an old song, yeah, and I, yeah. and all, all the covers I used to know, I don't practice them, and so <laughs> I, I, yeah, man, I can, I, like, I used to play parties all the time, and, really? like, like, just whatever, like, I knew, I knew so many songs, because I was the person that wanted to play till 5 or 6 a.m., mm-hmm. it was me and the last person, uh, the, basically, yeah. just keep on playing, keep Here's on playing, <laughs> and now, like, my, I, I played too much, and my hands and my arms and everything hurt, and so mm-hmm. I can... I have a limited number of bullets, uh-huh. you know, and okay. so only when I write, only when I write or practice with the band, and that's it. I never learn other songs and practice other songs, uh-huh. and I miss that a lot. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's something about, I think, learning other songs that that goes hand-in-hand hand with mm-hmm. writing, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could learn a couple of new songs, and that would... Right, that'll spark something. Or learn a trick. Does. Learn a trick, like um, listening to another. like uh, all those old Ten Pan Alley songs where they go when they're on the four. Like mm-hmm. if if it's in C and the F is a, a uh, is the four, then you go four, and then the minor four, and just that that little trick for me. Uh-huh. Like I learned that from learning Elvis songs or Lieber Stoller Lieber songs, uh-huh. and. and and I was like, oh, I can use that. And I've used that. And that was like four new songs oh, right there, beautiful. right off the bat. Beautiful. And now I still use it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but. Yeah, no, that's true. I need to, I could learn, <laughs> I could learn, I could certainly learn a little more. And that would, that would inspire a song and then I could, I could get into it. Uh, yeah, you got me kind of motivated. But it is, it, it's true that uh, I started Back in my 20s, I was like, no, I don't do covers. I'll only do originals. And then it turns out I couldn't write very many originals, and my guitar playing wasn't very good. <laughs> so I, 
some, it was really like 40 when I started getting back into it. I was like, shut up, Larry. P learn a three-chord cover song. Play it over and over till you're good at it. Then play a song with four chords. You know, just... Well, you know, your, your covers, like... So this is just from memory, mm -hmm. but, like, your covers were pretty original, too. Or, like, like your I takes on them, they were you. I made a mine, and, and yeah. And I tr tried to do that, too. But, like, yeah. I remember that. Like, I remember... Um, like I remember feeling you had a very unique thing. Thank you. And so I I freed myself because I, partly because I couldn't play them. I couldn't play them accurately. You know, maybe after a while I could, but if I had to do like a, like a record sounded, <laughs> it yeah. would I would like I can't do that anyway. Yeah, so I, I might I, as well, you know, make it yeah, make it make it Larry style. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I ended up I think with original cover stuff too is like mm -hmm. I like I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't do it the way they sound it. And I wouldn't want to if I could, but mm -hmm. like I certain I can't. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um now I've gotten better with singing and I can do the melodies that people are doing, but I I have no interest yeah, in you it. Do, um, still do. Yeah. Um Yeah, you had that great song that that you were like, Oh, I wrote it as a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh but but it was good. It, it was it, like that I appreciate you uh, saying that. The uh, Ocean of Tears. Yeah. That is. Yeah, that I wrote good. it because I thought I was a smart-ass punk rocker back in the, uh -huh. back with my first band. And then, yeah, and then I I covered that at me. parties you for did? a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I really did. Oh, like, Because um, <laughs> I, like, I, I was always looking, you know, you're at parties <laughs> and you're looking for... Um, Sample songs for people to follow, mm -hmm. but that you can emote and that are, you know, do yeah. something interesting. And yeah, I, I played oh, that cool. for a little while. Oh, cool! I would love to. Uh, eventually, I'll record, but I would love to hear that recorded as a as a in a pro environment with the, mm -hmm. you know, like a steel steel guitar. And, yeah. yeah, like yeah, just a yeah. long steel guitar solo or yeah, something. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, Jesse says hi. Jesse, that you recorded Mang that. Mang Jesse Mangum. Mang um, Mang yeah. Mangum. Yeah. Out yeah. of the glow. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get him on the podcast. I gotta talk to him sometime. Yeah, he's great. And and like he's, uh, he's got a lot of interesting takes on things. Oh, like, yeah. I think I think that would be good. Good. I, I'm glad he, uh, glad he uh, remembers me. I, f I feel like the last time I was there, I didn't. I didn't like wearing the headphones. I'm not, I'm not a pro in the in the recording studio, but uh, neither does Dylan. Really, he, he wants to go without the headphones mm. too. Like his those Funny. all those Sinatra records, uh -huh. no headphones. He wanted no visible mics. Ah, oh. and all that's oh. live in the room. Wow, wow! Um. I'll have to hear that record. <laughs> yeah, but I but I also at some point in this one last recording, I felt I got my confidence up, and I started playing a song. I can't remember which one it was but I was going way louder than he <laughs> expected and yeah. I was like ah. yeah, yeah. I was getting in and, and he came out of the room and he's like what yeah. I could see that he was trying to be you know professional but I could see it in his eyes and what are it, you doing it's 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 Man, it's tough. like if he if somebody's using like a real sensitive ribbon mic, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden the nature of the performance changes. Yeah, I get, I get it. Like, um, yeah, it's weird. It's the trying to capture something in the studio that that has a liveness to it, and mm -hmm. that that like if you were performing in front of a crowd, the very nature of it would be different. And mm -hmm. and still trying to go to some place that's authentic and mm -hmm. and real and and 
getting yourself into it because a lot of times I get in the studio and I forget for the first few takes I'm not trying to record a perfect take or I'm not trying to record something without mistakes I'm trying to record some good fucking music and yeah, and, yeah. and so like yeah I have to I have to get oh yeah like I'm I'm not it doesn't matter I, I like the thing that matters is the the oomph of the performance, even if it's soft, and, uh-huh, you know that uh-huh. I don't. I don't mean any uh, drive by oomph. I just mean the the uh, the meat of the the thing that people will enjoy. Yeah, you can't just be going through the motions because you yeah. memorize it, or because yeah, that yeah. gets yeah that gets noticed. I, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Being in the studio is tough. Like it takes me forever to record an album. Like. Uh. Um, See, yeah, I know. No, like, but but sometimes I we get a whole song in a day, uh-huh. you know, and and sometimes those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, it's, it's so, yeah, complicated. I need, yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that patience for that. To, I mean, I I don't know. That's not an excuse because I like to put time into things and get good yeah. results. But I I guess I. Wanted to be fast and cheap, and that's just yeah, cheap. And that's like you just have to put it out of your head. Like, yeah, that's the thing is yeah. like you, <laughs> because I, so I you know the first album I recorded, I just started playing with people like nine months before that. Mm-hmm. I really like I had wow. no idea what I was uh-huh. no idea what I was mm-hmm. doing. Yet mm-hmm. I insisted on all the takes being everything that could be live was live uh-huh. band and mm-hmm. me and then may, we might have some overdubs later but like vocals and I wasn't a good singer back uh-huh. then and you know like <laughs> um, and, but but like six years ago I quit drinking and one of the things I did with that money was I was just like I'm just gonna record mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna sweat it like, it, like at, at first I was sweating it and it taken forever uh you know, because I want, you know, that, that record that you heard, The Bad Route Down, yeah. like, that has so many people on it. Like, it has, like, 23 different musicians oh, on it, and I would just bring in people and be like, no, I want this guy, and I want him to do this specific, uh, like, his thing here, uh-huh. you know? And, and, and so it's taken forever, and at first I was getting a little uptight, and then I was like, I just made the decision. And again, I'm fortunate, you mm-hmm. know, in, in that... I have, and, and, you know, I'm sure that there are places where if you are under time constraints and you are uh, under money constraints mm-hmm. that, that it'll give the performance an urgency that maybe a live performance would have. So I can mm-hmm. see how it would be good both ways. But I was, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate in that, you know, I live cheaply and mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of habits and I don't mm-hmm. drive a fancy car or whatever so I, I you know I like put that money in rent and yeah. and recording uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, so so yeah I, I'm fortunate that I could make that decision but once I did I was just like forever I make yeah. this decision forever and and I, I like just that. all the all the pressure is off just the only pressure is Am I tired of this shit yet? Am I ready for it to be out? It does it. Am I going to be able to hear it forever? Although, I, yeah, I, I I say, am I going to be able to hear it forever without it driving me crazy? Right. The things that I hear, but also, I don't fucking listen to it forever. Yeah. So I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't worry about that. At like, some point, you have to put it out there. Yeah, yeah you're gonna yeah. you're gonna always rejudge your work if you do listen. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, and I'm not one of those people that's like. I, I, 
Look, I, I'm narcissistic to mm-hmm. a certain degree mm-hmm. because sure, I think you well, you yeah. don't get up on stage unless you are uh, on some level, yeah. You know, um, or or maybe front a band. I don't know, but but I have <laughs> so, I have some level of that, and mm-hmm. so you know when we nail one right afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I want to listen to that, mm-hmm. and and I, I you know I might listen to it a, for a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's not lack of lack of narcissism mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just you're done with it yeah, you're just yeah. done with it and so like I, uh, but maybe I wouldn't be done I don't know I'm having a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. right now but like maybe I wouldn't be done with it if I didn't feel satisfied with right. it and because and, once you're done you're done yeah um, no I've put stuff out that I'm not satisfied with because I had it set in my mind that I was going to get it all done in these these four hours you know <laughs> You know, so I'm I'm gonna be a some boy. I'm gonna save up my money and just be a big boy and have like pr- professionals help me and just do my original songs. Yeah, dude, right. Yeah, just, just just <laughs> like for for me, it's like uh, I don't. I used to have all the mics at my house and uh-huh. set set up like for rec- I could record a non drummer band. Uh-huh. You know, or or uh, you know I. Whatever I mm. I could do all that and, mm-hmm. and record demos and whatever, but now I just don't even bother because it's like I I just divest myself of all that mm-hmm. and 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 I also well, a good part about that is I never have to buy yeah. mics from a house or you know whatever I'm not I'm not oh I need this compressor to make that sound better I'm like I I walk into Jesse's studio right, and if right. I if if there's somebody that's not in the band mm-hmm. or a close friend and I have to hire somebody, you know, as long as they're not insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. I like paying musicians cuz yeah. I like the idea of musicians making money, right, you right. know, and so like once I got rid of all like I have anything to do with my own recording or or yeah, you know, like uh, it was yeah. it, it was a big relief. Anyway, so I hear you. Yeah, yeah, freeing. You, you haven't you haven't had a drink for six years. What made you made that decision? Was it? A, I was drinking too much. Too I much. was drinking too much, and I wasn't. Um, I, you know, besides the fact that I was hurting myself like right. physically, you know, it yeah. wasn't good. it wasn't good, and and I don't want to. Uh, Go, go into the gory details, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. I was also not um, manifesting what I what's in my heart into the world. Right, right. And you know, you can say, well, there's a, if it wasn't in your heart, then it wouldn't come out when you were drinking. I, I don't know. Wait, wait, you wait. Know. What do you? What do you I, mean? Oh, I was, I was saying, like, you know, there are some people that that are like, well. You know, you wouldn't be an asshole when you drank if you weren't an asshole anymore. Oh, if you weren't an asshole anyway. Um, right, right, right. And, and there's a certain, like, look, I I have an asshole in me. Yeah, well, we, I you think know, we all, uh, yeah, there's, the, yeah, yeah. But, but. I can be an asshole and not drink. I mean, yeah. I've worked on myself, but, I, you know, yeah. so it's. Yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, like, the direct story is I'd been thinking about it for a while because I was sick of apologizing I was sick of not knowing what I did the night before oh, I was okay. sick of yeah, of being like oh fuck man I, you know I, mm. I now what I said may have been true mm. but I should have said it with more tact or right. I should have just not said Must it be. and and you know the um, I was in love with the person mm. and I was upset with her for not 
uh, coming to my show. Oh. And uh, because I'm sensitive and an artist mm-hmm. and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. <laughs> and and I, I, I bumped into her later that night, and I was drunk, and I, uh, like, I wasn't a raging asshole. And she was like, you were just mostly just sloppy drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that I didn't act with kindness and love. Right. And I knew that even though, yes, I felt disappointed that she wasn't at my show. Right. I wasn't doing my best to manifest what I wanted in the world. You know, right. like, right. I wasn't acting from from my real intentions. Right. And right. that was, you know, like, if there was one thing that felt clear to me at that time, it's that I wanted good things for that person. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I was, it was complicated, right. you know, whatever. There were all sorts of extenuating circumstances, mm-hmm. but I knew... And I knew I wanted to treat that person well, and I knew that even though the instance wasn't egregious or anything like right. that, thank you know, thank God, and thank my yeah. upbringing right, too, right. you know, because I, you know, um, uh. but but just not not being not being what I wanted to mm-hmm. be, and not not treating this person the way I wanted to treat her, and I, like you know, I didn't even curse her out or anything right. like that. Right. I was you just I was you. just a little snotty punk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, like, but that clearly wasn't what I wanted. And mm-hmm. and that, like, I had been aware that I wasn't treating myself mm-hmm. well. I'd been aware of poisoning myself. I'd been aware of giving my will over to it like mm-hmm. that. You know, like, like, I could feel my, like, when the booze went in, my willpower went out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and I, <laughs> I have, I have anxiety. I like, I have mm-hmm. pretty, pretty considerable social anxiety. And yeah. so drinking gets me past it's kind that. of a solution and, and, sometimes. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. No, exactly. I think not exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I have an idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I had felt all these things for a long time. And I, you know, this, this was concurrent with me meditating and, mm-hmm. and, you know, oh. uh, all sorts of things, uh, you know, where, where I was trying to become a better person. And mm-hmm. the, the clear answer that all the workarounds I was having, mm-hmm. all the things I was working around that central problem of just mm-hmm. fucking quit drinking, uh-huh. you idiot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or even in a more gentle way to myself, remove that from the equation and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I removed it from the equation, and I and I, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I know people that have quit drinking, and it's been less of a challenge for mm-hmm. them. And and I mean, once I decided to, I did it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't easy, and I had to like, I had to work hard at it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it became pretty clear pretty fast that my life was better and more the way I wanted it to, mm-hmm. and I was more creative, productively, and I might, I might write different sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I might not get a couple of the things I would have gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, um, like right before I quit drinking, when I was still researching quitting mm-hmm. drinking, uh-huh. um, one, I was looking at harm reduction, and, and, you know, one of the things that it said that stuck with me was make a list of pros and cons, and don't fucking skimp on the pros. Like, don't I'll skimp on the things the, you get mm-hmm. about it. Don't, yeah. like, because if you aren't honest about that when you're quitting then those things are going to blindside you at a certain point and you're going to be like wow yeah i really like those those highs that mm-hmm. you get with uh, especially collectively mm-hmm. with other drinkers or or 
uh, as a unit with another girl that you're sharing a bottle of wine with mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, that's special and that's something that I don't have anymore. And I right. yeah. fucking miss that. Yeah, I, I fucking you. miss yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't miss being an asshole. I don't miss waking up hungover. And I, the thing that matters nearly as much as not being an asshole mm-hmm. is uh, I'm a thousand times more pr- productive creatively. Yeah. So, like, you know... Yeah. It, it, it's clear. Yeah, the cost-benefit yeah. analysis mm-hmm. is very clear. Uh-huh. It's very clear. And and there's and then there's the part of me that's like I could I, like I, honestly believe that ninety-five percent I could have a glass of good old scotch once uh-huh. a month uh-huh. and be whoosh, just not keep any in my house. Just go to the bar right. once a month. Uh-huh. Pour me a tall one of your best scotch. Mm-hmm. And walk out. I mm-hmm. think I could do that. I'm, right. I'm pretty sure I could do mm-hmm. that because I'm a willful motherfucker. Yeah, I'm yeah. stubborn. But the the five percent of what the other outcome looks like, it just isn't worth it. Not, it's right, just right. not worth okay. it. The, the the bet, if it's a nineteen to one bet, mm-hmm. what I would lose would be way more than mm-hmm. what I would gain. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even at nineteen to one odds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you just don't bother yeah. taking the chance. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I don't, I mean, I had, I learned by misuse what alcohol does when I was younger, and then I did do a period of time where I quit and felt so energetic and so productive. I was also still in my 20s, <laughs> you know, so that, that's part of it, but I, I, but then I, then I, uh, I've, I've gone longer periods now. Actually, sort of thought I would quit by now anyway. But I've gone long periods now without drinking. My wife doesn't drink hardly any anymore. And those times, I'm like, wow, I sleep better. And, I, you know, it's like it, it affects my sleep now if I'm like, I have a couple beers, relax after work. And then so you go to sleep right after work, and then I wake up uncomfortable and unhappy in the night. You yeah, know? man, I like so that. that. The thing that nobody told me about quitting drinking mm-hmm. that is like the hidden benefit uh-huh. like the number one like uh secret of quitting drinking is i have not been hungover in six and six and a half years now and like that's that's pretty, pretty awesome yeah that, <laughs> like, that makes that makes me tingle though when i hear you say that <laughs> i do feel like the universe did did this uh-huh. i I like at about age thirty seven I started getting the occasional migraine. Like uh, and this is it's a thing. I like I looked yeah. it up. I'm not I'm not long term worried about mm-hmm. this. It's just um some some men in their mid late thirties start getting migraines yeah. occasionally. And and I've uh, you know, knock on wood managed to mm-hmm. con- control it pretty well and see the warning signs when one's coming and uh-huh. caffeine up or you know whatever control my blood sugar but yeah. but I I feel like that was just a little of the balance of the ledger mm-hmm. sheet from like you gotta occasionally feel cataclysmically terrible you're still, uh, yeah, you're still, <laughs> you know? yeah still human got a little pain <laughs> but is it but you said caffeine I was, I was gonna ask the experience of not having my regular dose of caffeine is can be Horrible. I signed so, up like, with caffeine. Me and caffeine made a deal. Uh-huh. Like, I used to, for years I could take it or leave it, and then maybe pre-quitting drinking, I was pretty well on board with caffeine. And mm-hmm. then about five years ago, I was like, oh, okay, you and me coffee. 
forever. You and Together me forever. forever. We're <laughs> riding this thing to the end. And I just, I just, I put a. It's mm-hmm. like is in some stupid way. It's like you put an on switch on your brain. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, you didn't used to have to have that on switch. Mm-hmm. You didn't used to have to have that fuel. But, but yeah, man, I like. I just, especially, you know, you get older, you, you have less of a reserve mm-hmm. of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, a story comes to mind that now that we're talking about the caffeine, I, uh, because I, I've have fasted for health in mm-hmm. the past, and part of this one process was quit drinking and quit drinking uh, caffeine. <laughs> so, and it was, in those periods I did it, I was in between freelance jobs, so it was, you know, if I go to work, I'm going to have some anxiety, so I need the coffee or whatever. But those times when I wasn't, when I was, first of all, coffee was the hardest to quit. Like the last night, because I whittled it down to like small little sake glasses of it, you know. <laughs> and, but I stayed awake all night turning because I hadn't had any coffee. Dude. And but but then when I became placid, so my I was partly confused, like why wasn't I? Why didn't I feel awake or energized? But the calm that was with me all day and the true depth of sleeping was kind of amazing. Yeah, I I but, I can see that. Yeah, but I couldn't sustain <laughs> sustain it. Like, like if I don't have it, I get a headache, and I know that it's it's withdrawal, and that at a certain point I would get past that. Mm-hmm. I know I. Yeah, yeah, know that process. Like I get that, yeah. but I like fine. Like yeah. you know, when I went to the the monast- <laughs> when I went to the monastery, the the very sweet and respectful uh, uh, Vietnamese monks suggested that I not, or, or that everybody not have coffee, uh-huh. and and there are a few of us that are like. Oh, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, there's a lot you understand, and you understand more about me than probably I do. But that, yeah. no, 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 it's not, not this time. This yeah. is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just not gonna happen, guys. Thank yeah. you. Uh, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. but give me my, <laughs> yeah. give me my coffee, monk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. That's that's their job to, uh, <laughs> to respectfully. Uh, yeah, just saying. Could think about yeah. it. Um, I think there was a. Somebody well, told the story about Buddhist, uh, pigs that got out from a slaughterhouse and the Buddhist monks were nearby and helped them corral their pigs back to the mm-hmm. farm or whatever. And they, but they also suggested that, you know, you don't, in the future, don't kill them and maybe go vegetarian, you know, but mm-hmm. they still helped them <laughs> yep, with, their, yep. with yeah. the problem. You yeah, know? it's a, you know, Buddhism is a middle way. It's mm-hmm. the, like, I used to think that meant it was tepid and mediocre and I was never oh. understood that but then someday it just clicked for me it's like you know the the attachment and then attachment to non-attachment uh-huh. you can't do either you go you gotta you have, be, oh, you you gotta be right there in front of you yeah. and and I mean it's more than that but like it, yeah, it, I, yeah. it finally clicked for me what that meant I um, like that I feel like though when you we were talking about science and religion or we, a little bit that, that I feel like I think some Buddhists think of that as it coming from a scientific perspective, and that, that, and I think a lot of things that, or stories that come from the spiritual world may actually be explained by science, you know, sometime I, in the future or hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm, 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 I'm there. Like, I think you know, I, I don't understand 
quantum mechanics or anything mm-hmm. like yeah, that. No, but, neither do I. I'm not gonna but, <laughs> but but the wave particle duality and 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 just the fascinating things about the I don't know porous nature of what we consider a concrete reality that yeah. that they're discovering. Yeah, it seems right in line with with everything that that I've learned. Like I don't know if if we need to go into more stuff, but like. <laughs> uh, the the one time I've had a, I'll call it a sober vision, but I was uh-huh. on a lot of meditation. Okay, <laughs> like I've been meditating a ton, but I had a vision, man, mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy, but it was like it was physical, visual, mm, mental. It was all the things at once, and uh-huh. and it was of uh, energy, karma, all, all all of it, and kind of like. Seeing it as these interweaving waves and and how they intersect, like and and then you think about the like I don't know um, if in your lying down Buddhist <laughs> you, you've seen the net of Indra, the diamond net of Indra. Have you? Um, no, it doesn't come to mind. But. It, it's basically a description of reality that's like um, essentially they're saying it's like a fishing net. Uh-huh. Um, but all the points and and in in all directions uh, yeah, are these okay. are diamonds that are reflecting uh-huh. all the other points and the reflection in the other points of all the other points. You know what I mean? Wow. And okay. and it was like that, except more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and I I don't know how to say it other than that it was real, even though it wasn't in front of me. Right. And. Everything, like everything I've learned scientifically, I'll, I'll say you know does not contradict that. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. Like, uh, yeah, like okay, I, yeah. Um, I know that what you, you experienced doesn't it uh, words can't describe it because you're, <laughs> you're actually experiencing it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, mystical vision, <laughs> right, right. But you know, I, and and I, you know, I, I say, I don't want to s- sound like a hippie, but it's not because I don't want to sound. It's not that I don't think mysticism. Yeah. I, like I think mysticism has a has a place in in. Well, it's, valid it's a human. It's a human you know? thing, and that there's yeah. there's like I don't know what what your idea of a hippie is, but some hippies are bums and some hippies are scientists. Some yeah, these are yeah. you know spiritual gurus or whatever. Basically, you know. I spent a lot of time working at a health food store, uh-huh. like a long. Oh, no, you're a hippie. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and the magical thinking uh-huh. there, like now, oh, I, I, see I what believe you mean. that plants. I believe that herbs and plants mm-hmm. can affect your health, and right, obviously, yeah. and then yeah. But just I, I experienced a lot of health food crazes and homeopathics, like oh, okay. people that just. Like right. I just, that's I see not, what you mean. It's so, some of it like doesn't it's, seem realistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, I the, you. you know, magical thinking. It's yeah, the, I got it's you. the same in religion as it is in in yeah, hippiedom. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, I I I, I, I understand. Mean. Like the yeah. thing is, I I have been in that place in my life, mm-hmm. and I have believed things that, in retrospect, I knew I believed just because I wanted to believe mm-hmm. them, and that, and so it's very natural to like, yeah, want to believe it. But I just, you yeah. know, I I. These stubborn, entrenched refusal to look at science and reason sometimes mm. drives me crazy. I hear and you. It, yeah. I hear you. It's <laughs> like well, I feel like there's certain people have their own 
view or their own philosophy, and it, it it's so important to them that they don't keep uh, doors open to. I mean, they could just you can hang on to your philosophy and just expand it a little yeah. bit. Keep the keep the window open for some fresh air to come in yeah. if necessary. It doesn't mean that you're you were like wrong or a failure. And if you're wrong. Cool. That's okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's like that's, like yeah, that's, people that's, are wrong. Some, sometimes yeah. people are wrong. Right. Exactly. Like that's yeah. that's the whole. Like <laughs> when I'm when I'm arguing on the internet or uh-huh. whatever. When I see people <laughs> arguing on the internet, the main thing that I've learned in the last whatever mm-hmm. three years mm-hmm. or so has been, bah, I'm wrong. Yeah. I, like I'm wrong sometimes, yeah. and I'm wrong a lot, and and or yeah, and it's usually out of ignorance, not out of. You know, lack of generosity of spirit or something like right, that. You know, right. like I, I, that is. A, I think that it's like we've we learned to be uh, wrong in uh, public, and uh, yeah, that's true. That's that's something you could be. You have to be uh, wrong in in real t- real time and, and be get called out on it. <laughs> that, yeah, man. That's what the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, experience, I know exactly. Like I, and, and I, as soon as I went, oh, I can be wrong and mm-hmm. not be an asshole. Right. It just means I was ignorant, not yeah. an asshole. Right. You know, and, and and some people end up being called out for being wrong or being put in question, and then they they double down on their yeah. defense. Yeah. Because because yeah. they think they think you're calling them a bad person. Yeah. And yeah. and it's like your intentions can be good. And when your intentions don't match up with how somebody receives it, that yeah. disconnect is pretty key. And if yeah. if all you can see about that, if all either side can see is that this person is wrong, then yeah. then, then uh, you know it's the, not the get defensive. Resolved. Yeah, yeah. You know, the best case scenario is that it doesn't get resolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your new uh, record that's coming out. The governor's brother. Um, um, Mike Turner is doing publicity for it, so they're, the first single, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but it's right. coming out soon. Um, it's called Barking at Shadows. Barking and at I, Shadows. Um, uh, let's see. I'm I'm putting it out myself. I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm just printing up a few CDs quaintly. Okay, uh, I, cool. I'm not going to do vinyl like I did on the last one because it was mm-hmm. a nightmare. Uh-oh. But, um, uh, but. Yeah, it'll uh, be we'll, on iTunes probably. It'll be it'll be on all the places. Okay. It'll be iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. blah blah blah. Amazon. Um we're playing uh if the folks are in Athens, we're playing October 11th for Brain Aid at Flickr. Okay. Um uh trying to line up some other shows, but um yeah, it's uh, it's eight songs, but it's 38 minutes which I think is like the perfect that's length for a record yeah, yeah, like yeah. 19 minutes a side or there are no sides mm-hmm. but you know because yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I tend to be a little wordy and we put a lot of solos in there because yeah. the guy who was soloing was amazing oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful uh, yep uh, did all the art for it myself this hey. time well the, so I took a drawing that a friend of mine Michelle uh, ooh, I can't remember how to pronounce her last name Chidester Chidester um, anyway, she made a line drawing, and I did all the art around that and the coloring and the whatnot. So, um, yeah, and the band now consists of me, John Norris, and uh, Jeff uh, Watley, um, who works on the 40 Watt. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, it's just a trio, so live we're a little simpler uh-huh. these days. No, no real long solos. We decided to, like, trim and just focus on kind of the... the, the mm-hmm. The songs, the words, the narratives, um, even if they're 
isn't really a direct narrative, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's a different live show than we've been doing for years, and and so I don't know, I like it. Right, um, sounds cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and then uh, there's gonna be one after that, like six months after that. So if you're listening to this in like April of next year or whatever, okay. um, there's there's gonna be another Gumshoe record because it's already recorded. Um, okay. So we've got two dogs, um, oh. and I'm not quite sure what I'm gonna call that one. Maybe sleep state secrets, but okay. maybe not. Maybe something else. Probably okay, something. Probably something. I've certainly got a gumshoe. Like a rabbit dog, and I could pop the undertaker for a dead end job. I know it's not a new story, so stop it if you've heard it before. the dark in the east. 